Hey drivers, Ruthann here. Pick up the phone and dial 844-292-8999. If you're looking for a company with new all automatic Kenworth T680s with APUs and fridges, this company offers lease purchase and company positions. Again, dial 844-292-8999. Testing. Testing. All right. We just start it right off? Go right it. Do you remember Lentz Milling? Yes. My first trucking company. Uh-huh. Okay. I do. All right. So the reason I'm I'm I brought them up. And they're still in business. They're in Reading, Pennsylvania. They're pretty much cab overs. And but the reason I wanted to bring them up is because most drivers that I know today, it'd be hard to get them to work at Lentz. Oh my gosh, yes. At least from what I had experienced. Because, right. don't get me wrong. Can I can I say something real quick? Yeah, if you talk into the mic properly, you can. Absolutely. But I'm going to okay. have to adjust all that talking back. Uh, just hush. Go ahead. So, with Lentz and Milling. I'm, pu- I'm cutting you off today, by the way. <laughs> all right, that's it. I don't really care it. about any viewer. I had my day. <laughs> I don't care about, about anybody. You guys want to write in and say I cut her off. You know what? I accept Join, join the club. He does I am accepting who I am. That's it. I am me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you still, babe. Aww. Okay. Aww. Now, with, All right, I'll with cut this, you off a little bit. This, this trucking company yeah. is a company that actually had to have a lumper in the truck with the driver. Oh, yeah. You had to carry your own lumper with you. That is true. So that's a good... That's a good. Here's a point that you got to realize with this company. Yeah. You, some of you guys out there think you got it tough. I want to I wanna explain to you about my first trucking job. And this was after my grandfather had died. I had driven a lot with my grandfather, you know, pulling coal buckets. But I'm talking about after he died and I got my CDL and literally my first job. Like Ruthann started out saying, this job was so tough. How tough was it? How tough was it? It's so tough. (laughs) No, but seriously, this job was so tough that you, you had to carry a lumper with you. It's true. A lumper? No, it's true. It's very it is it's, true. It's absolutely true. He was what you call the helper, but he really was a lumper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, here was the job. First off, let me let me start off by saying the schedule. The schedule at this place was you got eight hours off and you were automatically on the list for the next day working. So if you if you got done working at say you got back to the yard, because this was a local home everyday job. All right, so say you got back at 6 o'clock at night, right? Usually you had about 8 to 10 hours off tops, and it was usually 8, okay? So now you would be you would have to go back in at 2 o'clock in the morning. That would be my start would be 2, 2.30, and usually if I had a 2, 2.30 start, I was running Brooklyn. That's just the way it is. I was doing yes, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, okay. New York. Now, here was the killer. Brooklyn, in a car, was maybe an hour and a half away. In a tractor trailer, it was almost three because all those cab overs ran between 53 and 55 miles an hour. So there's a lot of trucking companies, and I wanted to talk about truck speed here in a second. There's a lot of trucking companies that are at 62 and 65, and drivers hate that. Imagine being at 53, 5'3". Imagine how long that takes to go down the highway or the interstate. In a cab over. 
Yeah. And 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 here's the other thing he fra- failed to mention. Yes, I cut him off. You should have seen the look he just gave me. Uh, just go ahead. What did I what did I fail to mention? How do you know I wasn't going to mention it? Because I'm smarter. When you said you had I've never off- accused you of being smarter. Ow. All right, go ahead. When you said that you get off of that time frame, you didn't you didn't tell them the 8 hours was included in your transport back and forth from work. Right, exactly. It was almost it was a So I, you really only had Right. I lived in Pottsville and we and I had to check in on 11th Street in Reading. That was at least if I'm doing 80 miles an hour down 61, 90 Which miles usually was. Right. Well, I had to and I still it was still 45 minutes to get there. Sometimes I could really cut it shorter. So but, if you look at it being an hour down, hour back. Yeah, so now that's six, six hours. hours and then you were so tired from this job, and I'll explain that job here in a second. You were so tired from that job, okay, that it took, I would literally go to bed and have the alarm clock on my pillow, and sometimes my head would be leaning on the alarm clock. That's how bad it, this was, and I'll explain the job in a second again. So now you had an hour down, an hour back, half hour to 40 minutes just to get up and get out of bed. Then you had to get showered, do all your thing. And by the way, when you came home, you know, after a 45 minute drive, you didn't just go right to bed, read your paper, had something to eat, whatever the case is. Okay. So you got about four hours of sleep. It's really what you got. Now the job, 53 mile an hour cab overs running at least two to three times a week, New York city. How many drivers do you think would take that job, Ruth Ann? Oh, not very, very, very few. Running a cab over, and, and not but just a cab over, a 20-year-old cab over. Yeah. They utilize their damn equipment. Yeah, and then and then being the speed, you really have... I'm not a, sure. A, this a, ain't good for lens right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. they might have upgraded their, their equipment since then. You know, you don't know. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, 53 mile an hour in a cab over... Running Brooklyn, Long Island, Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens. I ran it all, believe me. And when I wasn't running New York City, I was running New Jersey, which New Jersey is almost like the garbage can for New York. So you're really not much better running New Jersey or New York, okay? Which I didn't really care because that's all I knew anyways. So then the job, you took 100-pound sacks of flour. You took 24 skids on a trailer, on a 48-foot reefer trailer, okay, and each skid had 24 bags. It was like 500 bags or something like that, close to 500 bags, total load, okay? Some of these places would get a full trailer load. Mm -hmm. You would, when you came in and you seen Brooklyn, you already knew when you went out back to shut your your trailer doors, you already knew, and uh, unless the trailer doors were already shut, you already knew when you opened it up, there was going to be at least one or two giant wooden chutes on top of the bags. Okay? These chutes were literally like 12-footers. Okay? 12-foot, wide enough for, for a 100-pound sack to slide down. So you know how heavy the damn chute was. So you had to set your chute up. Sometimes you, most of the time what we did was we set a chute outside the basement window all the way down into the basement with on top of like a 55 gallon drum seriously and then you would put a bag on the drum so the chute wouldn't move yeah. and so then they're rigging the way a, a slide from the trailer down into the basement of a bakery that is correct and then the the um, mobile lumper you brought with you 
Okay. The poor fellow. The, well, he did, that's what he did for a living. The dude didn't have a CDL, and he just, he was there. And some of these guys have been there like 20, 30 years. Crazy. One guy walked crooked from all those bags. So anyway, so check this out. One guy would go in the cellar, and usually the lumper would go down in the cellar, and what he would do is he would catch the bags, come in, and they came down fast. Usually the driver, like me, I would get in the back of that trailer, and I, you would pull the last two skids to the back of the trailer with a old freaking hand jack, okay? And you know damn well. Click, 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 click. Exactly. <laughs> and let me, let me tell you something. When you pulled in a reefer trailer, if you had any, anything moist on your feet, it was slick. And they were, those were literally over like 2,500 pounds because a lot of them were the heavy Chet pallets. So anyway, so you'd pull them first two back, rip off, shrink wrap off, and you'd, the bags stuck together. So you had to pop them with your, your hand really hard. And then you would drop a couple down on the floor. You'd have to jump down onto the, onto the ground, flip a bag on your shoulder, sometimes walk across the street or sometimes walk from the pavement over to the chute and literally throw the bag on top of the chute and, and, and it would go down and the lumper would catch it. And then his job was to throw. If you were in, this, in the basement, you had to throw bags to the ceiling. Yeah, and they told you how you had to do it too. Right. These would, bakeries. Right. Sometimes you had to pull the old inventory out. So that's up front. And then you'd either block them or chimney block them, however they wanted these things. And for anybody that's done this, they know what I'm talking about. But the bottom line was the guy in the cellar, he had to throw that, that uh, bag. We would stack them because the cellars were limited. Okay. Remember this thing, this, this whole load was in a big giant 53 or 48 foot trailer. So imagine the seller that had to hold these things. All right. It was, they were pretty big bakeries. So he would be down there doing that. And then once I got the two pallets emptied on the back of the trailer, then I would be able to, to pull out the next pallet and spin it. And that wasn't easy either. A 2,500 pound skid, you had to spin that sucker and then push it to the tail drop it down, rip the shrink wrap off, pop a couple bags and lean them out over. And then you could reach up, pull one down, flop it onto your shoulder and start unloading again. And I'm going to tell you something. You were there a good, so many hours doing this. I don't, I forget. I can't even remember how many hours you were doing it, but it was a, by the time you got done during the day and got back to Reading after your break, you literally had sometimes 16 to 20 hours in. It was insane. Okay. So, let me recap the job. 53 mile an hour cab overs, 20 year old equipment, getting up at one, two o'clock in the morning, driving to everybody's favorite place, New York City, and then hand unload. And not only driving to New York City to hand unload my freight, but having to drive in New York City every day, enough said there, okay, and then having to go home and then do it all over again with only an eight-hour break. And I'm not kidding you. That's what it was. Now, the reason I brought that up, Ruthann. Tell me. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. All right. Seriously. The reason I brought it up is because there's so many trucking companies out there right now that shoot themselves in the foot knowing there's certain things they have in these trucks that are killing them for finding drivers and keeping them on that that hiring playing field as the rest of the trucking companies. I will guarantee you, Lentz has a hard time. The only good thing about Lentz is it's union 
and you're home every day. I mean, it is what it is. That's well, who that's would, who they are. I, I would have liked the bakeries at that time because, you That know. was a good perk. They used to tell us, take what you want, boys. They felt sorry for us. We looked probably dying. Here, take some food. But mm-hmm. anyway, so. Well, it was a bunch of Italian. I, I, did you have any of those Italian moms there? No, they were that just. Would be like. They were a bunch you're of. You're too skinny. No, mm-hmm. they were just a bunch of Italian guys cooking and, you know, they would just, or baking rather, and they'd just load bags up of baguettes and bread and all that good stuff we take it all which is cool that's a one of the one of the perks to haul you know pulling reefer a lot of times you get fed we used to get free bagel you know break bagel sandwiches at, at the little bakeries they'd say hey go out front into the store and order what you want tell them that you're with the trucking company and get your breakfast we'll we'll, we'll get you breakfast I mean, it was a really cool perk i really did enjoy that part of it but the Fucking rest sucked food. the rest sucked yeah, yeah. All you gotta do is show me donuts. Oh, they smell good. But so the reason I'm bringing this up, the reason I'm bringing this up, is because there's so many trucking companies out there. If I owned a trucking company, my trucks would not do well. I don't know anybody that's running at 53, but no, my, yeah. there's a lot of companies out there that are at 62 and 63 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're a driver and you're running 10 hours, if your foot is in it. And you're running 10 hours at 70 mile an hour. Technically, you can get 700 miles in, which you're not going to. But not some can't stops. Right. Some can get close to it if you're on an interstate. But if you're on an interstate and you're at 62, that's at, that literally, okay, is almost 100 miles different at the end of the day. Okay. It's, it's like 80 miles difference. Okay. So, so the bottom line is, you know, these guys at 62 mile an hour, I hope your wages are high if you got your drivers at 62 miles an hour. Um, some are at 65, but I'm going to tell you one of the best, one of the, when I was recruiting, one of the best recruiting tools was when I worked for a company that did 70 and 72 mile an hour. Drivers uh, generally really uh, lean towards that. They don't want to, they want to be able to keep up with the rest of them. Or pass. Well, yeah. I mean, but I mean, they don't want to be, and, and you want to, honestly, you want to get to where you're going, get your job done so you could be done for the day. Think no matter if you're going home or you're, you're over the road, you want to be done for the day. So, of course, you want to get to where you're going. Even if you don't unload until the next morning, you just want to get there so you can just chill for the rest of the night. Yeah. Think about this. All right. If you're a, a, a trucking company and you have your drivers at 62, 63 miles an hour. Shame. What's that? Shame, shame. Well, I mean, well, this is what I was going to say. Think about this. Think about the driver for a second. I'm out there at 62 miles an hour on, like, say, I-95. What do you think the average regular vehicle is doing on 95? On 95? Yeah, the speed speed limit's 70, and they're they're, they're doing 80-85 regular flow. So you're already literally, um, say, 17 to 20-some miles an hour under what everybody's doing. That's just that's the absolute truth. I've run 95 a lot and you know what? It's you don't see many people running at 70 even. And so when you got your drivers running 8 miles an hour under the average speed limit on the interstates in this country, take in consideration the 10 to 12 miles an hour that cops are you that last ticket I got in in Louisiana, you know you know what that cop told me? He said if you're under 15 in my in my stretch, he says I don't touch you. He only goes after 15 and above drivers. And I know Georgia, I've, I've, I've cruised through Georgia at 12 over a million times. Never got bothered. As soon as I hit 15, boom, I'm getting pulled over. So bottom line, guys, is 
they're at at least 80 to 83, 84 mile an hour and not getting touched. And that's because they already, that's why that traffic is flowing that fast because they already know it's like the T-Rex. He's touching the electric fence route then until he finds that weak spot. These drivers, they, they touch the weak, you know, the, uh, the speed limit test with these cops and they know they're not getting pulled over at 10, 12 over. They just, now, maybe when you're coming into a town, okay, in a school zone or something like that, big difference, right? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's because you want to look at the safety, period. No matter what, you're a professional, you got to be safe. But if you're on an open road, yeah, ten, you know, especially some overs, of these nothing. interstates, no, that's easy stuff because you're just... I set my cruise at ten over. Nobody ever bothers me. No, it's 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 really when you're when you're going through the towns, you've got your red lights going on, you've got your your school zones, you've got other like playgrounds and so forth. Yeah, that's where I can understand going slower, of course. Now, but when you're over the road and you're you're on ten, you're on twenty, you're on forty, you're on these interstates that except for I four, I four is the the kill them, kill them one, right? Um, I four we kill more. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's we, a you killer. don't want to you don't want to do it there. Yeah, it's a. But bad. if you're gonna do it, on, you know, if you're gonna be on these other open areas and you're not gonna you're you're in the wide areas, yeah, why not be able to to pick it up and go a safer speed or not safer speed, but uh, you know a, a speed that's still safe but yet moving. I absolutely agree. I mean, honestly and truly, it's just it it if you just take in labor hours into consideration. A driver at 62 literally is going to make less money because he has to he has to literally put in more miles and more hour. I'm sorry, not more miles, but more hours to get to the amount that the guy at 70 is going to be able to get. He's going to run his clock out a lot more every mm-hmm. time at of that course. lower speed because right. you got to keep going. Now, if, now, I'll tell you this. If you got a guy on short haul, that's a different story, but you still burn. I just got done telling you. We just the drive time alone from Reading, Pennsylvania to to uh, Brooklyn was like three hours. Getting up to the island was like three and a half, four hours. It was insane, man. You were just fifty three mile an hour. You had to run up two twenty two. That's one of the reasons why we haven't seventy eight. When we've gone up to Pennsylvania lately, we haven't even gone into Brooklyn lately because of how bad it is just trying to get into the city. Well, we used to go. We used to go when we. Well, again, remember when I told you with Lentz, we would go in there at. Two, three, four o'clock in the morning. If you're in before five, six o'clock in the morning, you're doing, you're fine. In going into New York City, any of you drivers out there should know that. The ones that are going, oh, I don't do New York. Uh, you can't get in and out of there. Guess what? Go in there at the right damn time. It's like Chicago. If you don't go in at the right time, you're going to be sitting. So go in late or very early. That's really the way you got to do it. So really, bottom line, the truck speed was more that I wanted to bring up. You know, I know there's not a lot of trucking companies out there making you unload 100-pound sacks of flour on your shoulders, Ruth Ann. In fact, a lot of companies now would rather you not get hurt and just right. drive. That's a, that's a liability for them. Personally. Workman comp cases. Right. now, But those LTL companies where you do fingerprint, you make money at least, you know? So yeah. I, you know, that's the one thing I would encourage people to do. But as far as truck speed, if you want some advice, Mr. Trucking Company, okay, I do know. And, you know, remember when we, we used to work for Metropolitan? I remember back in the day, the safety guy called us and said, hey, we got a new rule change. They had gone from 70 to 65 yeah, miles. They went back, yeah. Yeah. And I said, man, you're going to, you are going to literally screw up your recruiting because you just dropped five miles an hour. And here's what he said to me. He said, well, we just came out of a meeting with 
the CFO, the chief financial officer, and they ran all the numbers. And by dropping the speed limit five miles an hour, right? Because I think they had like 375 trucks. They were going to save like a million plus dollars a year in fuel. That was what they were figuring. He said, so unless you can tell me how I can, you know, equally combat that. Yeah, with, with being able to hire more drivers, he said, you ain't going to get these people to agree to that. And so that's one of the fights a lot of these companies are up against. But the one thing I would tell you guys, take in consideration one thing. When you're a trucking company and you drop your speed and you hurt yourself because your trucks are slow and truckers don't want to come. Yeah, you're saving money. But take this in consideration. There's a thing called opportunity cost. And all that means is for each truck that sits, if your average is five to $7,000 gross on your truck, that's five to $7,000 you're not invoicing right. every week. Okay, just you take that to 10 trucks, now it's 50 to 70. You got 100 trucks sitting, now it's 500 to $700,000 in opportunity cost. You know, I would say the savings in fuel almost might not be as good, okay, uh, with the amount of stuff. Because look, Money, opportunity money is a loss. Because if you know, if I would have had those 10 trucks filled with drivers, one truck is going to gross. If, you're, if your average is six grand a week, gross. I'm talking gross, okay? That's $24,000 a month per truck, okay? 10 trucks is 240000 and 100 trucks is $2.4 million in gross revenue that you absolutely will not get because why? Because your trucks are sitting, okay? And believe it or not, there's companies that have 100 trucks sitting. Trust me, I can start naming them, but there's plenty of them out there that have 100 plus sitting. So there you have it on that, guys. Take my advice, Mr. Trucking Company. You're better off keeping your drivers happy in that respect. 70 I'll tell you what, even make it a safety incentive, all right? If, if, if you have any kind of a ding or anything like that, you're instead of a safety bonus, make them lose their safety bonus and knock them, knock them down five miles an hour uh, for 90 days. That'll teach them to be better. Okay. You know, do something like that to where your insurance company is pleased, but do yourself a favor. Stop running at 62 to 65 miles an hour. I could tell you right now, the 70 mile an hour trucking companies are beating you. Right. They are. Just advice. Keep the drivers happy. All right. Ruth, and you didn't talk much this pod. Well, you know, I, I, I talked enough, I think. Okay. And I, th- I did listen, but, you know. Yes. I think that you had some really good points to say, and I, don't, I didn't want to interrupt that. Oh, you're such a nice lady today. I, I'm, I, am, I am so glad I'm nice I married every you. Day. I am, I'm, I'm happy. I am. Glad I married you. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Do you have, any advice? Up <laughs> Do you have any advice for these slow-moving trucking companies? No, I, I agree. I, actually, I really do like your insa- the safety incentive. If you have a driver, you know, if your trucks are doing 72 and you have a driver that's getting speeding tickets or, or fender benders. Late loads, late yeah, loads, anything. whatever the case is. He's not, an, he's not a good driver. Right. Drop it back. Drop it back. Absolutely. For 90 days. Make, right. it, make him want his, his 70, 72 mile an hour truck back. I mean, that's just advice. And your hires will go up. I assure you your hires will go up. Listen, there's not much. Honestly, I, I mean, I know a few truckers, just, you know, just a few handles. Yeah, we might you know, know a couple. Just a couple. Just a couple. But quite truthfully, when they're a truck driver and you're out on the road, 
there's literally not a whole lot that you ask for to keep happy. You want a nice a, a nice truck inside because that's where you're staying. That's correct. Your, that's your house. That is correct. So you want it to have the uh, accommodations of something. Right. Yeah, truckers nice. ain't that demanding. APUs, <laughs> inverters. You know, when it comes to that, they want their space. They want they want to be able to use their coffee maker, their microwave, their TV. You know, get them set up that way. I understand that you want to be careful with certain things, but make them happy. Yeah. And and that tractor, that home that they're moving, that they're transporting that merchandise for your customer. Let them have a speed that's going to be a comfortable speed. Don't be super speeder, but have it comfortable. Then I'll tell you something. If you think realistic about it, like some might go, oh, yeah, it's unsafe to do seven. It's not unsafe to do the damn speed limit, first off, okay? If it was unsafe to do the speed limit, then why is it out there? It's all about trying to save money and fuel. That's really what it is. Because if And and I know insurance companies give these guys breaks if they drop it down to that speed. But think about this. You're, you guys have, you're leasing hundred and sixty dollars to $180,000 pieces of equipment. And like Ruthann pointed out, you might have millions of dollars worth of cargo in there. If, you, if these drivers, these men and women drivers can be trusted with this equipment, they can be trusted to do the damn speed limit, okay? I'm just saying, you know, I mean, I'm, we don't always stick up for the driver, uh, but in this case, my, I'm freaking all over my, drive, my, my, my brother's side on this one. My gosh, if I was out on the road, Ruthann, 62 to 65, I'd want to throw up thinking about it. Oh my I gosh. I don't know when you can do that. I can do it, but Mike, if I had a really good paying job, I could do I could do 50 mile an hour if they said, "Hey, we don't care. You're doing 50 mile an hour, but you're getting $500 a day salary or something crazy well, number." Thing. I would if do a driver, it. I if a care. driver's being paid per mile, then you got to make sure that that's a good way for him to get right. the miles he wants. If you're going to drop it back and only be doing 62 salary or whatever, then you do got to make it, you know, like you said, sometimes when it's short haul because you're getting paid per mile higher, that's one thing. But when you're not compensating this driver for doing it so low, then you're taking money from them. And guys, we are literally the voice of a lot of drivers. I'm going to tell you why I say that. Yeah. Troy has many voices. I do not. In his head. Hello, my name's Grover. <laughs> no, no but I, I literally, I'm going to tell you why we're the voice of the driver. Because they tell us this stuff. Duh. <laughs> it's, I'm not making it up. We do This is it. stuff that drivers write in and tell us about all the time. I mean, you got to remember, we have 300 and some thousand followers. So, guys, if you're a trucking company out there going, ah, it's bullshit. But guess what? I'm telling you, this is what they're saying, okay? So, we're, we're just... The voice of the of the driver, trust me, none of them want to do 62 miles an hour or 65. You better have a hell of a wage or one hell of an incentive to get them in the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Ruthann, I, that's my advice. Uh, work work on your truck speed, trucking companies, and uh, I'm out of here. Peace. Peace. All right, praise the Lord.